Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 141, chapter 4 of Sci-Fi Horror. So this is the last scary movie of June. June. Yeah. That's the month. <laughs> I don't know the month. But yes, last month, uh, last movie of June, and then we're going to get into vampire movies in July. And uh, with this one, it's just going to be me and Katie for this episode because Emma is celebrating her birthday, and Emma and Micah, they're, they're doing that. So, happy birthday, Emma. We'll get you back for the next one, get you both back for the next episode. So, uh, And we watched a very recent scary film. It seems like with the sci-fi ones, we did old, and then we like did some pretty recent ones, or new-ish ones. But we watched The Invisible Man, and no, not the original, because we did that earlier, but we watched a reimagining, remake, loosely adaptation. A new interpretation. There we go. That's a better phrase. That's what they said in the meeting. Uh, of the original Invisible Man. And so it's it's very much a version for the 2020s. And the, I don't know. It's just everything that happens in the movie, it's very much a now kind of scary movie. Uh, very enjoyable. Just the themes and what they use in it. And what they use for fear and 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 it was and, legitimately scary. And thriller ideas was really solid. I really enjoyed this, and I will say it is a lot different from the original Invisible Man, where he's like, he's like, "Don't move, or I'll choke you and I'll kill you." It's you know how Griffin was like crazy, and he's like, "Ha ha, I made that train derail. I'm crazy." Yeah. Well, to for uh. Short reminder, the original Invisible Man from the 1940s was basically this guy who created this serum that that made his body invisible. And he needed the help of his friends, his other scientist friends, to figure out a counter serum to make him not invisible anymore. But slowly... Or I guess quickly, it seemed. Yeah, it the seemed like it was pretty serum quick. that turned him invisible was also making him insane, and in his insanity, he ended up becoming like kind of a murderous lunatic, and just terrorizing this town while invisible because they couldn't <laughs> see him. So he would just like get naked, be invisible, and run around this town and like kill folks that weren't bikes. doing what he was doing or yeah. weren't doing what he was telling them to do and all this crazy yeah. shit drive cars off of cliffs and derail trains yeah and he was, was like wild it was it was crazy and it was it's a really good movie but it's very very different from this new modern imagining yeah. of this film and so this is actually one of the starting movies in the what would have been. Yes, but it's kind of a, if everything goes good, then they'll open it back up. But this was the first movie in the post-Dark Universe cancellation. So the Dark Universe was going to be this cool universal idea. Well, the company Universal was going to bring back all of the original scary movie monsters. So like Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy. You're going to bring them all together in one enclosed world. And then do something a la Avengers-like. Some big movie where 
something goes down. I don't know who they would fight or if they were fighting each other or something. I'd imagine it'd be more like Suicide Squad where they're all just kind of like, they hate each other and can't handle it. But, yeah, but something worse but is something there. But something worse is there. And they have to team yeah. up. Yeah. But uh, with the first edition, well, the first uh, movie in this dark universe was The Mummy. The Starring Tom Cruise. Yeah, the, what was it, 2017, 18? Something like that. Mm. Uh with Tom Cruise, and that movie did not do good. Of everyone course, went, it didn't. Everyone was like, "This is not good at all." And it, and honestly, I think a lot of people just like the mummies that we got in the '90s or 2000s with uh, Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. They were good. They were now okay. And the third one's not so good, but the first two pretty fucking solid. Because Brendan Fraser's pretty fucking solid. Yeah, but then I don't know. They, they should have went with somebody else. It should have been a younger person and not Tom Cruise. But I understand because Tom Cruise is a name and you get people in seats. Meh. But that movie didn't get people in seats. and so I don't think Tom Cruise is a name. I don't think Tom Cruise is the name that everyone in Hollywood seems to think that it is. Used to be. He definitely. In the 90s, Tom yeah. Cruise would get butts in seats. In the late 80s, butts in seats, Tom Cruise. But arguably, like... Besides Mission Impossible, no one is going to see Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go see Top Gun, the second Top Gun. But that's yeah. only because there wasn't an original Top Gun to go on. If this was a brand new movie, I wouldn't go see it because I don't give a fuck about Tom Cruise. Like, yeah. And if he's not doing Mission Impossible, he did what Jack Reacher, which is Mission Impossible, but not called, you know, he yeah. wasn't Ethan Hunt. He was Jack Reacher, and he was doing the same stuff, you know? Yeah. He kind of has his place now. Just like Nicolas Cage is doing crazy shit. It's just, when they get a little bit older, they're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever. Sometimes it sticks. Sometimes it don't. Uh, But no. So Universal kind of scrapped the idea. But then they had a, still had a couple of ideas in the pipeline. And they actually went to Blumhouse Studios. The people that did Paranormal Activity... Insidious. A ton of other the really fucking popular purge. Yes. horror and so movies of the last decade. They picked up a director, Lee, Lee Winnell, I want to say, is the name person that wrote Saw and did a ton of other really good, like, scary movies. And they came up with the idea for The Invisible Man. That was the one that they were going to do. Um, they kind of talked to him about that it was going to be connected, but then kind of not. It, it was a really weird situation. Uh, well, they made these movies. The intention was, I think, was to make the movies able to stand alone, kind of like Iron Man can, like Iron Man yeah. One can stand all by itself, and Cap One can stand all by itself, um, and then bring them together at a later time. It wouldn't be like the old Universal monsters, where it was like one movie, like, well, I guess it was kind of like that in the forties. They yeah. each got one movie, and then they all just, like, slowly started bleeding into the other movies. Yeah, because Dracula kept messing with uh, the Wolfman. Except for the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man had uh, other people in it. Yeah. And then that one with uh, the two silly guys. Oh, the Abbott and Costello ones? Yeah. Oh, well, had, yeah. Like, those had, all, those had yeah. all the crazy <laughs> monsters in them. But, yeah. They, there were movies. Dracula usually was the villain in a lot of the ones they combined, because it's Dracula. He's smart, and he's got strength, so... And it was all the other monsters kind of being used for things. And he's like, yeah, Frankenstein, come over here and help me. 
yeah, you're stupid. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then Wolfman and Frankenstein team up, and Dracula's like, damn you, damn you and your super strength. Uh, but no, so this one is a by-itself story, can be. Uh, but rest assured, if they keep making bangers like The Invisible Man, just wait and see Universal be like, yeah, they're all in the same universe. Kind of like DC. Uh, after Justice League, uh, DC was like, oh, we were going to make like more combined stories because Wonder Woman did great, Aquaman did great, uh, 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 Captain Marvel. No, what what was it? Shazam. He's not Shazam. technically can't call him Captain Marvel, goddammit, but that's his name. Uh, but Shazam, those three movies did amazing. But Batman Superman can't make a good movie to save their lives. And so they just kind of said that DC's not connected. But they kind of are. But they're waiting until everybody makes a good movie. Then it's like, oh yeah, they're all connected. Because in the end of Shazam movie, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's good. But Superman pops up at the end. Well, his body, not the head. But it's the same suit from the Superman that we've had for the last like decade. So, technically, it's the same world, I guess. So, uh, it's kind of the same thing. Universal will 100% say, oh, yeah, that was the whole plan all along. Yeah, 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 yeah. Invisible Man? Yeah. Adrian Griffin is in this world somewhere. And Cecilia, she's there, too. I'm like, oh, okay. So, Wolfman happened down the street, just, you know. (laughs) Uh, But, no, this movie's great. Uh, Katie, I know you wanted to say something before we got going into the story. Yes, so... Trigger warning for this movie, if you are sensitive to situations involving domestic violence, um, psychological and emotional abuse, and stories of rape, this movie will be hard for you to watch. Um, Basically, in a nutshell, it's about a survivor dealing with the stress and trauma that was put upon her by her ex and the and then things happen yeah. like it's it's brutal and the the psychological part of this psychological thriller is dealing is her dealing with her trauma and other people not believing her um so if that is a known trigger for you be aware that this movie will upset you and you might just want to skip it so it's weird usually with horror movies because it, it, it's the it's the damnedest thing like back in the day horror movies yeah there was some like hills have eyes uh i don't think i'll ever let katie see the original one because we watched the 2001 and that one's rough the original one's way worse because they didn't give no shits back in the day or the cannibal holocaust we ain't never watching that one. There's movies I know that are like, this is just going to be a bad day. But... Uh, when I think of um, The Last House on the Left. Oh, yeah. Even even that the 2001, like... That was Last House on the, the Left. The original's worse. Uh, but that one was rough. I remember watching it the first time, the, the 2000, because I remember it was a remake. I was like, Fuck. I didn't know that it was. I didn't know it was a remake, oh. and I didn't know anything about it going in. And it's like, so and I saw it in the theaters, and then that that rape scene happened, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, but the originals, I think it's like late seventies where oh, they yeah. just so it's, didn't, they didn't give, give no any fucks. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, yeah. they had like real roadkill just inside the house to make it look authentic, like a crazy, 
you know, cannibal family. And it's apparently it smelled like shit the whole time they recorded. So just little things like that. Back in the day, you had to kind of act wild to make movies look genuine. So uh, I've never had to really give warnings. Some some movies I'll say like, this shit's kind of wild. Uh, just, you know, big ups to Terrifier. I don't know if I'll ever have let Katie watch that one. It That was just graphic and it didn't pull away and i was like not let me make me yeah uh this when i watched it you know something's wild when i frown and i was watching i'm like dang this clown's gonna saw this chicken half okay well then i gotta show it dang they showing all of it god damn they still showing it it's like this has been like three straight minutes of this person getting saw it fuck this is rough and i frown i'm like no good thing i watched this by myself it was good but like jesus so, but yeah, watching this because it's so new and how the world is going now and how just different elements going, like how people don't believe stuff. And it just, it felt real, felt real, real. And then, you know, invisible people popped up and I was like, oh yeah, it's not that real. But it felt very, like this could really happen to somebody. It's It, it was really crazy. So... Yeah, when we watched it, and I was like, yeah. If I ever tell somebody to, like, check it out, be like, it's good. It's really good. Just be mentally prepared if you're bothered by some things. Well, it's like telling someone to watch Goblin Slayer. Like, Yeah, you get past that first like, episode. Uh, it's good. Goblin Slayer is a good anime. A lot, that first one's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Fuck. So definitely keep that in mind. Know that we warned you. Avoid it if you have serious problems with those stressors. Yeah, but uh, we'll get into this. Uh, it's a two-hour movie, but boy, howdy. It, it moves. I think just, honestly, the story just flowed really good. I didn't feel like it was two hours. It felt, I don't know, it didn't feel that long to me, honestly. That's because you were stressed the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was stressed the whole time. My just, heart was racing. Like yeah. I was, I, this movie is stressful, but it, it completely enthralls you. Like yeah. you can't stop. Like you have to know what's going to happen next. It's one of those intense movies. Yeah. So the um, music. There are spots of music. There's a lot of silence. Oh yeah. Which well, in a lot of newer movies. Good for horror films. Silence is good. Um, the cinematography. That's one thing I want to bring up before we get into it, um, because this is a movie that the villain is invisible, so what the camera likes to do is move and just go to random corners, like the cameraman knows something that we don't know, yeah. and then it's it's very much that like paranormal activity kind of thing, yeah. where it just shows a screen and you see something moving a like far left corner, you're like what the fuck was that? Yeah, the, and you're kind of looking for things like the that. The way this was shot was really was really cool. So I, I loved the multi camera thing that they did. Yeah. Where, so they had like the one camera in the corner, like Otis was explaining, like you know, in the side of whatever room they were in, to show that would like pan really slow. So it was like following, quote unquote, an imaginary person yeah, or something. like an invisible person. Like you were watching that, and then they would have a secondary camera that acted as the um, invisible person, yeah, which is really cool because uh, the invisible man would like sneak up on uh, other characters and like this cam, like the quote unquote invisible man camera would just like 
pop up really quick in people's faces and it would get these really cool shots of like genuine terror. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. The camera stuff really made me smile. Be- I, I just like when I'm not in on the whole story and I'm just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Where is it? Oh, one quick fun fact I wanted to say. So, a lot of this movie is just Elizabeth Moss. That's the main character's real name. But Celia, it's just kind of her just knowing something's in the room with her. So, a lot of the scenes, they had to decide if they were going to have somebody kind of in the room with her. So, she wasn't just by herself acting with nothing. Sometimes they had, like, someone in, like, a, a, like a green suit. And sometimes just someone off camera. And they just kind of juggled that but she's an amazing actress in this movie she did she was doing a lot of talking to herself yeah, but it sounded like she was having job. legit conversations it man it's good it's it those moments where you're just like singing in a room and you're like what was that and you get everything gets real quiet and you're like what the fuck was that it's like that but for two hours so yeah so like i said we'll get into this so the beginning of this movie, I think this movie goes 10 minutes without any words being spoken at the beginning. So we meet up with Celia. She wakes up early in the morning and she is packing her bags. She's sneaking away from her boyfriend. And we don't know much about this guy, but the way that she is sneaking and trying to make sure he doesn't wake up makes it seem like he is not a good person. And she gets all the way out of the house. And uh, you find out that she drugged him with uh, diazepam? Yeah. Diazepam. And so he's out, out. And she gets all the way to the garage. And she has to go through his, like, laboratory to turn off the alarms. Because he's real secretly secretive. And, like, I don't know, just weird. So she had to unlock all these things to get out of the house. And she's almost out. And she sees their dog, Zeus. And she feels bad because... You know, she can't get that dog out with her. And the dog accidentally bumps a car and the alarm goes off. And so she just books it for the gate. Has to climb a fucking wall and get over to the other side. And she's waiting on a car down the road. And she keeps looking and she's like, where's the fucking car, you know? And her sister rolls up and she hops in. She's like, drive. And sister's like, what's happening? Why did you call me out here late at night? Just She's like, fucking drive. Just, like, just, just go. go. We'll worry about this later. And lo and behold, we see Adrian. And we see why she wanted to get away from Adrian. He rushes up to the car, tells her to get out, punches the glass to the passenger window, and is trying to grab her out of the car. With his bare-ass hands, breaks a fucking car window yeah, this to get to her. This like, dude's wild. Clearly it, something's wrong. So the sister freaks out. And drives away. Yeah, and peels Like, she should have fucking done yeah. with the second the girl got in the car. Like, Yeah, I don't know. But, like, you, know, some you people... told me to meet you on this de- deserted road in the middle of the woods. Like, why the fuck would we just sit here and chit-chat about it? Right. No. If I jump in this car, let's fucking go. Yeah, There's no... Off. We're not talking about it. Like, let me jump in the car. We escaping. Like, I yeah. robbed some shit. I killed a dude. Some shit went down. And, like, I wouldn't have asked you to just randomly pick me up in the middle of these woods. Like, let's fucking go, bitch. Yeah. But she wanted to sit and chit-chat. And now her now she got to pay to get her car fixed. So. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> so we have a few weeks. What, two weeks go by? I don't remember. Or a month. Some time goes by. Yes. Yeah, some time goes by. And she is hanging out with... Uh, 
her sister's friend James, and he's a detective, and her teenage daughter Sydney. She's staying there, and his she's teenage daughter. Yeah, and she is very much just shell shocked. Uh, doesn't want to go outside. Doesn't want to. Is scared to go outside. Yeah, because she thinks that he is just waiting, and yeah. he can find her. Uh, and so they go little, little by little. They go into the kind of things she had to deal with. Uh, he was a terrible person to wear uh, gaslighting her, and so that's. He was super rich. Um, he was like a tech mobile, basically, or is a tech mobile, yeah. and had all these different ways of controlling her and knowing, like he had cameras everywhere. Like was explained when she was escaping the house, but he also had like. He could hack her phone, and he was ha- like aware. He, it was a mess. So the the big keyword in this movie is just gaslighting. And so if you don't know what gaslighting is, it's just kind of putting these little seeds of doubt into someone's head and making them seem like they're the shitty one when you're the shitty person in a situation. That's like if I can't try and think of a good instance with me and you. If I could, I don't even know if I could do that. Uh, if I broke a vase in the house and I'm like, well, Katie, you know, if if it was cleaner in here, I wouldn't have tripped and bumped that vase over. So, you know, you kind of broke it. And Katie's like, yeah, you're right. I should clean more. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be my response. I know. But yes. I know. But, that's <laughs> but a, yes, that's gaslighting. Yeah, yeah, that's the fastest one I could think of. Yeah, you know? y'all know that's not what it's I would have like, said. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, clean yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also my house is clean, so. Yeah, but uh, it's a lot of that. Uh, a lot of physical, a lot of mental abuse. She went through a lot mental. Yeah. Just the way she just can't function correctly because she's so afraid of this guy. Uh, apparently there was fears because he wanted a kid. And she did not want a kid because she realized if there was a child, she wouldn't have been able to leave. She would have been trapped forever. Yeah. And so she was on birth control. and she Secretive birth yeah. control. And she knew sooner or later that whole situation was going to come up. Be like, and he'd find out about it. And so she's like, well, that's when I realized I had to leave. you know. And then called her sister and she scooted out that night. Yeah. And so uh, the sister comes over and she's like, why did you come here? He could have followed you. you know. I don't want to be found. And she's like, don't worry about it. He committed suicide. He's dead. And she's like, wait, what? Uh, it's weird. She's not happy. She's really, I don't know. The, the emotion wasn't there when she heard about it. She kind of went to the restroom and just kind of sat on the floor for a little bit. It was shock. Yeah. It wasn't relief. It was shock. And for good reason, she doesn't believe that he's actually dead. Like, yeah. Like, there's, seems so, there's still doubt in her mind. Yeah, it seems so quick or easy that she was just like, that's it? Like, yeah. it happened. All yeah. the stuff that he put her through and all the things that she's had to deal with, it was too easy yeah. for her, for him to just have died this way. So yeah. she's doubting very much that he's actually dead and is just like, no, he's still alive somewhere and I don't believe y'all. Yeah. So she gets a letter from just somebody and it says, hi, um... <laughs> Dear ma'am, I hope this letter finds you in good health. But, uh, hey, your boyfriend left you $5 million. So you need to come to this office and let's talk about this. So he actually left her money. So and he's gotta, she's got to go to her boyfriend's tech company's office. Yes. And the lawyer that is working through all this, the business 
is Adrian's brother. And he's like, hey. He's the executor yes. of the will. And he's like, hey, I didn't like my brother either. He was a piece of shit. But I was a piece of shit. But hey, you just got to work through this business. And so she's getting, what, $100,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And he said around four years. And all she has to do is just stay out of trouble. Don't get arrested. Don't commit a crime or felony. Yeah. Easy things for someone, mm-hmm. you know. And that's it. And you got money. So she tells James and Sydney wants to go to fashion college. And so she's like, well, you're getting like 10000 bucks yeah. a month. Like. I set up a bank account. I'm putting $10,000 a month in. So you're going Which to seems college. low. Honestly. Well, I assume the dad probably had some money saved. I don't. I mean, sure. But like, okay, if I was getting $100,000 and I was like $100,000 a month and I was super emotionally fucked up from whatever. And the only yeah. two people who seemed to care about me in the whole world were, you know, the dad, James and the daughter. What the fuck am I doing with $100,000? Not much. Like. There's no reason that that couldn't have been $50,000 a month True. for however long until that girl goes to college. Like $10,000, she lowballed her because there was no there's no need for Cecilia to keep $90,000 yeah. a month. And I don't like, know even how much if she, time she had left. Even if she went and spent like bought, you know, insane amount of cars and beautiful dresses and whatever the fuck. Like $90,000 a month is an insane amount of money. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, pretty wild. <laughs> like you could have put twenty thousand or thirty thousand dollars a month in this girl's like college fund, so that she could go to college and be all paid for, and also start a fashion business when she's done with school. Oh yeah, like have money for a startup. Well, I assume you know that's the game plan. Longer, Still, ten grand, hopefully, like yeah. Ten grand is pretty nice a month. No, I would love, I would love ten grand a month. I'm not saying yeah. no to that, but like, why not more if you have that much money to give? Like, right. money, please. Just put your hand out. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, everything seems to be going pretty good. Celia, I'm gonna call her C because everyone else calls her C in the movie. So C, she's getting better. She's making jokes and smiling. So she's she's Hooray! opening up. She's starting to really. Healing. Kind of deal with the the whole idea that Adrian's gone and she doesn't have to worry about that anymore. And so she's got a job interview and she gets there and none of her plans are in her por- portfolio. And she's like, well, I know I put it in here. And then she faints at the interview. And so at the doctor, they realize that she had a crazy amount of diazepam in her bloodstream. And she's like, what the fuck? She gets home. Hey. That little little jar that she had that she drugged, yeah, that she drugged Adrian with, same uh, bottle is in the restroom and it's got blood on it. And so she's like, "What the fuck?" Uh, she's cooking breakfast and she walks away just for a second and the food's on low, and instantly the burner just goes to extremely hot and the ki- like the mm. burner catches on fire. My favorite part about that scene was the knife. So she was, like, chopping something, and the girl um, calls her to the room, like, needs help doing something. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll be I'll be right there. And she walks away from chopping her stuff while the eggs are on the burner. And instantly, like, the second she walks away and is, like, in front of the little kitchen island, 
this big ass knife that she was using to cut her to cut up whatever she was cutting up just like gets picked up and is like in the air for a second and then gets put down <laughs> or like put away so you can't see it it was fucking crazy like yeah. the way that they did that was so good and the cgi was great like it was fantastic i don't know if they used like if they did it if they animated it or if they so uh, it they, was someone in a green they, suit they tried to do not as much green stuff as they could a lot of it was practical effects and that knife work was yeah. incredible like the way that it stood and moved yeah. didn't look like it was on a string or anything yeah. in looked... some of the fight scenes they had to do a combination of both yeah because some things like when people were flying places uh it had to be very much a green suit person but some of the drag spots yeah they just used wires because it's just it's just easier so it, they did a combination of things so at this point this portion of the movie celia knows Someone's fucking with me. And there's mm-hmm. multiple things happen. The house, the front door is just wide open. And she hears footsteps and stuff. And she's really getting bothered by it. So she meets up with Adrian's brother, Tom. And she's like, hey, I know Adrian's fucking with me. Like, someone's messing with me and trying to make me go crazy. I know that he is, like, the lead researcher in optics. That was a thing he did before he, quotation mark, died. He made something to make himself invisible. I know this in my soul that he's fucking with me. And Tom's like, you're insane. And you'll hear that word a lot in this movie. You're Mm -hmm. crazy. Why would he do that? That's so weird and petty of him. She's like, yes, this is very much a thing. It is weird and petty. He is weird and petty. Fuck Adrian. Yeah. So everyone says like, that's a little wild. See, you're fine. You just been through a lot. So later on. Um, Sydney, the daughter, James's daughter, she gets hit by somebody in the room. Her and C are talking, and Sydney just gets punched in the face. And just the distance they were from each other seemed a little too far. It was far. Sydney, but, C was on a couch. Yeah. But, and Sydney was like on the bed. Like they were separated. Yeah. But just common sense, like you're the only person in the room. And I don't believe this whole invisible person thing. You punched me somehow. Maybe you were closer than I thought. Yeah. So Sydney's really bothered by it. And James is upset because he's like, all these things are kind of happening. And she keeps saying there's someone invisible and blah, blah, blah. And she's getting really, really bothered by it. And so he's like, hey, I'm going to take my daughter somewhere else tonight. Like, sort your stuff out. Yeah, figure it the fuck you out. You might need to leave or You're something gonna like leave. that. You're going to have to leave, yeah. Uh, and just so people uh, don't freak out, Sydney is like 16, 17 She's not, like, a little, little kid when this happens. Like, oh, yeah. we haven't mentioned her age yet, but she's, like, a teen, like, an older teen. Well, I this, assume they get it because we're talking about college. She, I mean, it, yeah, I guess. But <laughs> just to make sure you're aware that this wasn't just, like, a five-year-old that C-punched, like, or yeah. that got punched by the Invisible Man. It's still shitty, and it's not okay because she's a kid, but she's close to adulthood. So... Uh, alone at the house, she hears a lot more sounds and things, and she is very much 100%. She knows someone's messing with her, so she, she gets... She knows it's Adrian. Yeah, she gets coffee grounds and does and pulls a paranormal activity. To, Supernatural shit. To see the footmarks, and you can't make a so sound. you can hear yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And she sits in a room with a knife, and she's talking to Adrian just at an open door, and then she finally gets an idea, and she calls his phone, and his phone's not off. Go fucking figure. And she hears the vibration, and it's coming from the attic. 
And so she gets the ladder and she goes up into the attic and it seems like someone has been sleeping up there and there's a knife in a bag, the knife she was using, yeah. some clothes. An attic bum. And a phone was up there. And so she's looking at the phone and there's pictures of her and Sydney sleep and someone's taking pictures of her. And then the phone gets a message and it says surprise and she freaks out. And <laughs> oh man. Like you should. Yeah. I would abs- I mean, I wouldn't have gone in that attic to start, but yes. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, she goes back and she's deciding to climb back down, but she hears a weird sound right by the ladder at the opening of the attic. And then she gets this really cool idea. She dumps paint right on the entrance of the attic. And then we see for a second the thing, the invisible person gets covered in paint. And that person falls real quick and runs off. And she freaks out. She hops down. She hears running water. The invisible person washed off the paint, which is kind of unbelievable. There'd be something. You couldn't completely clean yourself. It's but, unbelievable at how fast it happened. Yeah, but... Like, I feel like you could probably wipe all the paint off, but it takes, like, paint sticks for yeah. a while, and it it's really hard to wash off of things. Like, he would have had to have been there forever. And oh, yeah. she just, like jumped down on that ladder and then was immediately in the kitchen because that's how the house was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking so, way. at this point, uh, the invisible person just decides, like, I'm going to start swinging on her. Uh, she's doing an all right job fighting back, but it's very hard to fight someone that you don't know exactly where they are or what you're hitting, per se. Uh, yes. She gets a couple of really good hits on the invisible person, but she gets thrown around pretty good. Uh is able to get outside, unlock the door, and she's just running down the street. There's cameras that catch her just running like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. She calls an Uber and hops in real quick and just she's like, just drive. And she actually goes to Adrian's home to just check out that lab because she knows he made something. And she finds a bodysuit, an invisible bodysuit, and she puts in numbers and opens the door and clicks this light off. And then it's, she sees the suit un invisible itself and so she sees that it's this bodysuit with tiny little cameras and i've seen this somewhere else this this idea was in another movie mm-hmm. but the cameras like reflect what they're seeing and it makes it invisible it's the damnedest it's thing like a chameleon effect yeah with it looks cameras. really fucking cool yeah and so right when that happens um she hides because zeus the dog starts barking at somebody and she's like oh shit well, somebody's here. Well, obviously, someone was feeding the dog. So somebody's still been living there. And the invisible person attacks her again. She scoots off, and she talks to her sister. Now, she hides in a bathroom first. When? In the house. As soon as she gets that suit, as soon as she has that, her hands on that suit, the invisible person attacks her, and she runs with the suit thing to the bathroom and then hides in the bathroom and like locks herself in. And hides that suit somewhere in that bathroom. Later, she excuses herself to the bathroom. No, 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 no. There's something else happening. We'll get there because there's a point because I, I actually got confused at one spot. So uh, she runs off and she does see the suit and she scoots off and she talks to her sister. And her sister at this point got a really bad email from her and that said that I don't want to talk to you. Or I wish you would die. And all this stuff, the invisible person got on her email and sent a message to her sister. The sister, they reconcile and they're talking. And in the middle of the, the fucking dinner they're having, just a knife moves up 
and slices her sister's throat and then kind of plops the knife into C's hand and just scoots off. And she's standing there with a knife in her hand, just shocked that her sister's dead. And everyone in the restaurant's like, what the fuck? And starts screaming. The cops come in and arrest her crazy ass. <laughs> and they take her to a crazy house, uh, a psychiatric hospital to, for checkup because she just murdered a person, you know. And then a psychiatric she, hold. Yeah. <laughs> Not a checkup, a hold. She keeps yelling, I see you, you son of a bitch. And they're like, who is she talking? Oh, yeah, she's crazy. So, yeah, she's absolutely insane to everyone else. So at the hospital, she finds out that she's fucking pregnant. <laughs> and the the nurse is like, did no one tell you that you were pregnant? She's like... She'd already had to go to the hospital before. Like yeah. another hospital for blood work. When yeah. they found the diazepam in her system. Oh, yeah. So... And then Adrian's brother pops up and he's like, hey, uh, you know that deal we had? That you get all this money if you didn't stay out of trouble? So it looks like you just murdered somebody. So that's going to go away. Now you can sign these papers and we could like not have to go to court to take the money from you, you know, or we can just fight or whisper, whisper, hey, just keep the kid and sit and agree that you'll go back to Adrian and he'll make all this go away. So at this point, she's like, son of a bitch, he is alive and you're working with him. And she's like mad at Tom. And, and she's like, oh, you're not even, like, a person. You're just, like, a shitty Adrian. You're, like, yeah. you're not even... And you're working for him. He doesn't respect you. And so she knocks over, she sh- knocks his shit over because she's not going to sign anything and grabs one of his, like, sweet-ass, like, fancy pens and puts it in her pocket. And you find out later when she goes back to her little cell, she gets the pen, goes to the shower, and she says, well, you're not getting me. And starts to... You're not getting this, baby. And starts carving into her arm. She's going to slit her wrists. And then she gets pretty far on one arm. And then something grabs her and stops her from doing it. And she's like, oh, cool. There you are. And starts stabbing the fuck out of him. And he's like, oh, my God. And he takes some really good stabs to the chest. The suit starts, like, malfunctioning. And then one of the guards is like, what are you doing in there? And he's like, sees the person, like, flickering on and off. And he's like, what the fuck? He gets zip-zapped with a taser really, really bad in the face. And C gets out. The invisible person gets out. And then this, like, action scene starts. And it's like this wave of cops just getting destroyed by an invisible person. Mm -hmm. Now, I was thinking about this because this movie makes the invisible man seem like he's really super strong. But then I realized when you don't know a punch is coming... It hurts a lot more when you don't know it's coming. There's That's why no way to tense your body yeah. to prepare for it. That's why sucker punches fucking hurt because you're not ready for it. It just hits you like, oh, shit. So if someone is pulling back as hard as they can and hitting you on the side of the head, yeah, you're going to go down or hit you, hitting you right in the jaw. Those are spots where if you hit just right, your brain will jiggle, hit the side of your skull, and you're going to nap nap for a little bit. So he's absolutely demolishing these cops. He's not actually killing all of them. Some people are still alive, so I don't understand his game plan. If he he should have just killed everybody, so there was no evidence that there was an invisible person that could have yeah, said, but, still said C was the person. But he was that. too eager to get to to C. Yeah, it got like, really weird at that like point. Like if he was legitimately on a killing spree, 
or gave a shit about killing, he would have killed all of those folks. Yeah. But he was more interested in her, so he didn't have time to finish the job on most of the half those cops. Yeah. It was really odd. So, uh, C gets outside because she's just following this like trail of destruction that the Invisible Man's doing. She gets outside and meets back up with it's it's Adrian. So, meets up with Adrian in a suit, and Adrian's like, okay. Like, I know you're having fun with all this kind of shit. I know how I can mess you up. I'll just kill everybody you care about. I can't kill you because you got the kid, but I'll kill everybody you love. He already killed her sister. Yeah. But then he's like, I know at least two more people that you really like. And so the invisible man scoots off in a car and Celia starts following him because she knows where he's going. He's going to James's house to kill him and his daughter, Sydney. Uh, Sydney. So this is the spot I was going to tell you about about the suit situation. So Sydney hears someone come into her room and she's asleep, and she has a can of pepper spray right by her bed. Smart. So she hears the sound, gets up and sprays. And so I saw a comment online. She sprays the Invisible Man in the face, mm-hmm. and he bumps against the cabinet. She runs past him, gets to the hallway, and she gets like choke slammed to the ground. There were two people that came to the house. And then that one that got sprayed left because he was, like, blind and fucked up and scooted off. Because someone was like, how did he get past her to get in front of her to choke her and knock her down? And they were like, but he just got pepper sprayed. Like, how was he able to do all of that? Um, how did he get pepper sprayed if that suit is covering Bro, his eyes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he has to breathe. He probably breathed in some of that shit, which hurts just as much. I assume there's a mouth part because he was talking. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't it's know. still got to be covered with those little Hell, reflective cameras. Know. So Well, he probably breathed it in. <laughs> the pepper spray is not fun to breathe in. Hell, I don't know. But someone brought it up. They were like, oh, there were two suits there. So um, Sydney's getting no shit choked out of her. James gets home after a warning from C, like, hey, get home, please. Like, your daughter's in danger. He gets home. He comes in trying to save the day. Gets his ass waffle stomped. He's trying his best once again. When you don't know when you're getting punched, it hurts a lot more. And uh, was Aldous Hodge? I love this guy. Yep, the I love man. Him too. It sucks to see such a big buff dude his ass beat. <laughs> he was getting destroyed on the yep. ground. Uh, it leaves little to no hope that like regular person could handle any yeah. type of situation because <laughs> he's so big and jacked. I was like, well, fuck, I'm just dead. Yeah, I'd be he, dead on the ground. He was trying like, his best. He was grabbing so, that stuff, but he's like, I don't know where your like shoulder is. He was like kicking and punching. Yeah, he was, he was yeah, trying. Yeah, he, you just don't have an idea where he is exactly. And he's getting beat up. So C this runs in. This is why in. everybody lost in Predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they had guns. And they, they didn't were know where to shoot. Ginormous, but they couldn't see shit. So yeah, they, they know got their where to ass shoot. Kicked. So C gets home and she has a fire extinguisher and she sprays him so she can see him. And you're like, okay, that was cool. You still got a swing on him. Psych. She pulls out the pistola, shoots him like five times, like in, in the, the chest, chest area. And Katie said, keep shooting. And I'm like, she will. She, you know, got to show the sweet ass suit a little bit more. You know, they spent the money on it. And so he, you know, the Invisible Man's like, oh my God, this hurts. Oh my God, I can't feel my chest. (laughs) I'm bleeding in my chest. (laughs) And falls down and gets a couple more bullets. And we're like, hooray, she got Adrian. Yay. Takes off the mask. What the fuck? It's Tom. (laughs) Now, I kind of spilled the beans a little bit. This whole movie, you're supposed to think of just one Invisible Man? Psych. That motherfucker made two suits. And so this whole time, 
two of them were doing it. So, uh, Adrian go, um, Tom goes down, and I love C is like, now you fucking believe me? There was someone invisible fucking with me this whole time? And James is like, wow, I really should have believed you. That was an absurd thing to believe, but I really should have gave you a shot. And so instantly, the cops go to Adrian's house, the SWAT team with their silences on their guns, and they roll in, and lo and behold, they find Adrian tied up in a hidden wall. And they're like, oh, well, Tom did everything, and he tied up Adrian to make it look like he was doing it. And C is sitting at the police office, uh, the police department. She's like, nah, Adrian did it. And, and James is like, no, like, Tom was in the suit trying to kill us. It was Tom. And she's like, nope, still Adrian did all of this. He probably had him help and all that stuff. Adrian set his brother up, but Adrian did all of this. And James is like, no, let me do my job. I believe you now, but Tom did this. And she's like, nah. I don't believe you. And so they come up with a plan. C calls Adrian and is like, hey, I'm, I, you know, because Adrian this whole time is like, hey, come back to me and we can work this out. Sorry for killing people. He didn't, oh, he said, sorry that things ended up the way they did. Just come back to me. That's all I want. And so she actually comes over for dinner and Adrian's like, man, I'm so happy that you're back. I'm all nervous and shit, you know. It's like, no one's made me feel this way. No one's ever said no to me. And that's why he wants her so bad. Because everyone apparently wants him so bad. Or gives it up so easy. Gross. Yeah. And it's like, the fact that she's like, no, I want to get away. And he's like, damn, I love you even more. You don't want to be here. Fuck, that feels good. And the whole time, C is like, okay, if we're going to stay together... And you're going to be in this kid's life. I just need to know, did you do all of this? And he's like, no, it was my brother. And she's like, tell the truth, man. Did you kill my sister? Did you do all of this stuff to get me back? And Adrian's like, no, I wouldn't do that. And she starts to kind of cry. And he comes over to her side and he's like, I know all of this is kind of a surprise. And... (laughs) And you can see in her eyes, right, when he says it, it's like in an episode of Simpsons when uh, Bart realizes that Sideshow Bob is going to kill his aunt, Selma, Patty, Pill Patty, and he's like, how is he going to do it? He was going to wait till MacGyver happened, and he was going to blow up the house, because she has a cigarette after she watches MacGyver. And so the second he hears the word MacGyver, his head just, like, echoes that word. He's like, MacGyver, MacGyver. The same thing happens with C. Earlier... When she was in the attic, she got a text from the Invisible Man that said, surprise! And she's like, that's such a weird thing. Why would he say it like that? I guess Adrian assumed that, oh, this bitch don't know I did it. I got this. I can do a little cool callbacks. She won't get it, which is really dumb. So she's like, hey, you know, I'm losing it. My, yeah, I'm losing my head. It's all real good. Let me go to the restroom and let me clean up and then we can finish our sushi and steak. And he's like, okay, word. He sits back down. She goes to the restroom, and she's cleaning up in there. And Adrian's like, damn, this sushi is so good. Who? A knife in his hand. He slices his throat. And then he falls to the the fucking ground. And (laughs) you see C run back into the room. She's like, oh, my God. Calls the cops. And she's like, oh, my God, I think... Uh, my boyfriend just committed suicide. He tried to. He was like, please get here. 
and C, living in a house, knows where all the cameras are. She steps out of the range of the camera, and she's, like, crying, looking all crazy. The second she gets out of range of the camera, all of that just dries up, and she just watches him die. And you're like, oh, shit. So uh, she found the suit because Adrian seems like the kind of guy that after all of this, he would have put the suit right back where it was. Right on the little little coat hanger rack, whatever dumb thing he had it on. It was like, no one's going to come down here. And then she went right down there, put the suit on real quick, scuttle, scuttle, cut him up, went back, or she probably did, like you said, hit it somewhere faster so she could grab it real quick. Because she had it in a... In, yeah, I know. She had it on her when she was in the house before. I know. But, there, like I said, there's a spot where people were talking about it. He's like, that dude's stupid fast to get around Sydney in that scene when he got sprayed. Yeah, so there's probably three suits. Yeah, probably. Fuck, probably. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I'm saying the one that C had... Oh, yeah. ...at the end was the one that she hid in the bathroom from when she had gone to the house previously yeah. and hid in the bathroom yeah, from the third him. one. Yeah, I could see that. So, uh, James is like, oh, holy shit, because he hears, like, you know, crying and screaming. He runs up, and C is like, he killed himself, and it's on the cameras, bruh. You can go look at the cameras. And she's got a bag in her hand, and her puppy with her. And he looks at the bag, it's the suit, and he's, like, looking at her, like, C, like, <laughs> like, you sure he killed himself? She's like, yup, killed himself. And James is like, yep. He killed himself. And they look at each other and they nod. And C walks off. And she stands there, like, at the driveway. And she kind of just sits. She's like, it's finally over. Like, I finally took care of this problem. And I was like, damn, that was really fucking good. So C has one of the invisible suits. And I assume she's going to get all this money at this point. Mm-hmm. And probably have that house. I don't know if she'd want to stay there. But I would go back to the house and just clean it out and be like this is my sweet ass house but yeah we'll see uh they want to make a sequel i don't know how you could this bad guy's gone but maybe he's got a now she's the bad guy because she has <laughs> an invisible suit and she's fucking nuts because she just murdered somebody she could be doing bad stuff or killing people that deserve to be killed i'd watch that a good invisible man woman invisible person yeah whatever so katie who was your favorite character in invisible man um, my favorite character was James. Yeah. Uh, the police detective. Cool. And Sydney's father. So he was willing to take uh, Cecilia in when shit was going down. I don't know exactly. Like, they never explained exactly what the relationship was there. I but the I sister, assume. They were the, friends. And... I think the sister and him were like. Exes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, That's what it felt like. Because yeah. the daughter, like, there was no mom involved. But it seemed like they were, I don't know, something. Yeah, but, that's what it felt like. But either way, uh, James was amazing. Um, he was there for her and trying to get her, like, it's okay. He can't follow you. Like, trying to get her out of the house. You know, trying to get her to... I don't know, be relieved from her stress, I yeah. guess. He was trying to help her. Trying to get her. that weight off her shoulders. Yeah, trying to help her throughout the movie. And then when shit went down in the middle and he thought that Cecilia had hurt his daughter, he immediately went into protective dad mode, 
uh, which I loved. He was like, nope, bitch, get away from me. I'm taking my daughter elsewhere. Like, this is not a safe place. You need to figure your shit out. We out. And then at the end, when he, you know, when we figure out that, oh shit, Cecilia really wasn't crazy. There was an invisible person. Um, he comes in and tries to be a hoss and he just like, <laughs> he tries to do as much work as he can and it's sad because he gets his ass kicked, but he was trying and he ended up saving his daughter's life and I really liked his character. Yeah. I went with C, the main character. And it's crazy. Usually in thrillers, scary movies, the situation where it's like, is this all in my head? Am I fucking crazy? Sometimes I don't really like that type of main character because it's a lot of just mental stuff. But she was pretty smart. And when she finally knew the writing on the wall, she's like, oh, he's invisible trying to torment me. I'm going to get his ass. And she instantly came up with cool plans. Like the whole, oh, I'm killing myself. Oh, you're not going to get this baby. And he's like, quit it. Cool. I know where you are. Just like in Sin City, when Elijah Wood was beating the shit out of Marv, you know what he did? Handcuffed them together. He's like, you jump around too much. Now you can't jump. Now I can beat you up. So it's very much a smart, that's the smartest thing she could do is like, find out where he is exactly and go for the chest. She was probably aiming for the face. She just didn't know how tall he was or whatever. Uh, but no, Celia, the whole movie, she was great. It's cool to see a character, well, not cool, but it's fascinating to see a character with this type of like mental just stress and abuse it seems so real like and it's kind of a newer thing like this kind of gaslighting and abuse has been going on for centuries but it's just i don't know this movie elizabeth moss did a wonderful job at portraying yeah the i can't raw emotions yeah. and feelings that i can't think of another scary movie where someone was like this usually the main character is like i'm happy i'm happy going through shit now I'm stronger. I've never seen a character that's like, I've been through shit, had to gather some strength, go through some more shit, and then get even stronger. Like I'm sure there are more. We just yeah. can't think of them at the moment. Yeah, because the top of our head. her leaving in the middle of the night and making that plan, that's a lot of strength. She said multiple times in the yeah. movie that she wished she had the strength of her friends. She's pretty fucking strong, but yeah. she didn't see it. And, you know, I just took an invisible person. The strength person. to leave yeah. is strength enough. Like, yeah. But, you know. The, it's insane that she, to have that the amount of strength and wherewithal to leave um, that type of situation is impressive. Yeah. Uh, and then to add on top of that all the extra strength that it took for her to deal with fucking him and his brother just invisibly attacking her for yeah. months on end. <laughs> So, her just fighting for her life. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty wild. But she did amazing in this movie. So, Elizabeth Moss, good job. Yeah, uh, she was great. Katie, who is your least favorite character? Hmm, that's really tricky. You're probably gonna, we're probably going to say the same person. <sighs> you go not. first. You go first because I am having trouble. Okay, so I went with Tom. Because in the sense of a villain, Adrian was good. You didn't like him. I didn't like him fucking minute three of this movie. Oh, yeah. So he wasn't my least favorite. He was a good villain. He was like, oh, you're bad. When he ran up and punched, Falcon punched that car window, I was like, oh, yeah, you're not a good person. And the yeah. fact that you don't really get to see his face until the end of the movie, real good, mm-hmm. like, shot of his face. I'm like, I want to see this motherfucker's face. And then you, like, see him, and I'm like, dang, he looks pretty cool. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're a piece of shit. 
and just knowing all the things he did to get her to come back to make her feel useless enough to come crawling back to him. I was like, that's a good ass villain. Now his brother, he's garbage water. <laughs> that's a garbage water person. So uh, the second in the the tr- not the trial, but when he's going over the money and stuff. I could just tell that something was up with him. The second I saw him, I think I said out loud, I was like, I don't like this guy. And he just looks smarmy and a dickhead. Because he's a lawyer. Yeah, he's just a dickhead. The whole time, there was some letter that Adrian wrote to C, and he was going to read it, and he's like, hey, I, I got to read this letter. And the sister's like, no, you fucking don't, man. Like, email us the letter, I'll read it later. And he's like, hey, I'm just trying to follow all the steps. And like, bro, don't read a fucking letter. I mean, technically he has to, but. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know. No, like, I know. I get mumble it. Mumble that shit to yourself, man. I get like, it. I ain't trying to be here. The dude is abusive. But Tom was crap, so. Katie? Okay. Because you said that one, I'm going to pick a different one. Ooh. Um, Though I agree, Tom was trash. Yeah. Um, I'm going to not choose a villain, and I'm going to go with Emily Oh, she was pooped, too. Cecilia's sister. Yeah, she was pooped. So, right off the bat, first handful of minutes in this movie, right? Like I said, Cecilia jump like, you know, she escapes the house, she jumps over the fence, she runs through the fucking woods, and she gets to the road, and she's like, where the fuck is this car? Where is she? Where is she? Right? Okay. Her sister rolls up in this car, like, a minute late, which cost is valuable time when you consider what cecilia is running away from uh now you know post movie now that we all know what she was running away from crazy dude (laughs) um and then like the to have the audacity to be like what's going on what's wrong what's this what's that and cecilia is just like bitch drive like let's fucking go we can talk about it on the drive and her sister being insistent on just staying there, like sitting in that spot and be like, no, we're not leaving until you tell me. And I'm like, bitch, we don't have time for this. Like she just sat there until Adrian came and fucking punched out her window. Like you fucked up. Okay. So immediately, you know, a handful of minutes in, I hated her before I even hated Adrian, before I was even mad at Adrian, because she does some dumb shit before Adrian gets to punch the window out. Yeah. So... She did some dumb shit there. Then, like, she is aware that Adrian has been abusing her sister. Like, her sister lets lets her in, tells her what, what has been happening, what she's been dealing with for seemingly years um, with Adrian and all of his abusive and psychotic, just insane tendencies and the things that she's been dealing with. Emily knows these things. Emily knows she has been... That Adrian has been possessive as fuck to Cecilia. Yet, the minute she gets a fucking email from her sister at 5.30 in the morning that's like, (laughs) bitch, I hate you. I wish you were the one that died and not Adrian. Like, that wasn't suspicious to you? Yeah. Like, you weren't questioning. Like, you have listened to your sister go on and on and on for question mark months because i don't know how much time has passed since all of this has happened but months seemingly about how much adrian is just a horrible fucking person and how he's still stalking her and all of this crazy shit is still happening to her even after the fact and you just immediately went from zero to bitch like 
no, you definitely woke up at five in the morning and typed this horrible email to me and told me that you wanted me dead. And I fucking hate you for it and I'm never talking to you again. Like, what? Yeah, and not, like, call and be like, you all right? What the yeah, fuck was that? Didn't, didn't call like that. and ask, like, what was going on. Didn't wasn't like, hey, I got a really weird email from you. Like, are you fucking okay? Like, how dare you? And they're sisters. So, like, it wouldn't have even been that kind of conversation. Like, bitch, what? Like, <laughs> sisters don't talk normal to that. Like, they would have just been mean to each other. And Emily wouldn't have just been, like... Oh, you sent me an, a mean email, so I'm done with you. Like, no, they would have had it out over the phone. Like, they would have yelled at each other, and it would have been a whole thing. It's just, Emily was bad from start to finish. Didn't believe her sister, like, at all. Like, needed proof in the car in the forest that something was wrong. Yeah. So it took Adrian punching the window out. Didn't believe... Uh, any of the shit that Cecilia was spouting off after that, like, she didn't write an insane email to her, and ultimately, it caused her death. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, she got knifed real good. She did get knifed. And it sucks because, clearly, she thought that her sister did it. No, it looked like her eyes, she saw the knife float for half a second, so she was you're like... Right, you're right, you're right, you're right, so you're she, right. She's so like, she what knew, the fuck was So that? at the very end, she knew that her sister didn't do it, but it it was just like to no avail because she yeah died right she ended after. up dying anyway yeah. it's like god but at least she didn't die thinking that her sister did yeah. she was like oh shit maybe she and then she yeah died, so. so emily was fucking horrible she was my least favorite character um i mean i hated tom too he was just a piece of shit um but the invisible characters were incredible yeah like they were a fantastic villain. Adrian was a fantastic villain. And the idea that Tom would f- be forced into following whatever Adrian said was believable and well done. Yeah, it was real good. So let's do seven word synopsis. Um, I had, let me see, I'm finishing one. Yes. Okay. Like, I was, I'm trying to talk and write it. Which is really hard to do, writing like yeah, a different word. So I got it. I have two of them. So, it's suicide time. Psych! It's stabby time. <laughs> when she was like, well, I'm not living anymore. Psych, I just wanted you to get close. And then I just wrote this one while I was talking. The Invisible Man had those sneaky shoes. You do not hear footsteps unless they want you to hear them. And this motherfucker... It's only once. You only hear them once when he's up in the rafters. Yeah. And it couldn't have been that thick of soles because it's like, I assume you have to be kind of naked in the suit. No. His suit honestly reminded me of a Black Panther suit. Those special yeah. shoes were just like, they're completely <laughs> silent. What are those? Yeah. yeah. I call them sneakers. And he's like... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, they were probably like sound muffling. If he's making yeah. a suit that makes you invisible, he probably made something that masks your feet. Also makes you silent. Yeah. Masks your breathing. Masks fucking, well, everything. except for that one time, you could see his breath, but yeah. But masks your it, the ability to hear it. Oh, it's like yeah, yeah. Muffles it so you can't hear That's it. That's true. Yeah. Because they couldn't hear, like, you couldn't hear his heartbeat at any point. You couldn't hear his breathing. You see it for a second, but you yeah. don't ever hear it. So That's true. Okay, um, psychological thriller that is super fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, my heart was racing this whole movie. Like, <laughs> it was a lot. 
it was it was really good. And then um, controversial opinion: invisibility can only be used for chaos. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an. There was no point in this movie where invisibility was like used to do a good thing, or used for anything worthwhile. Like even. She didn't use it, even though she knew there was an invisible suit, and if she put that suit on, it would make her invisible. Like, she could have just, rather than killing Adrian, she could have just, like, snuck out of the house, or killed him and then snuck out of the house without seeing James. Like, it could have been a whole fucking thing, but she didn't. She was just like, nope, this is only good for chaos, and she killed him, and then that was it. Yeah, I mean, you know, people getting fucked up in the suit, so maybe she just assumed... Oh, this is a fucking up kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay. This movie came out February 28th, 2020. Ugh. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. That, Poor yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm, that's sad because this is really good. Okay. So what do you think the budget for Invisible Man was? That suit cost a lot of money. And they filmed it in San Francisco, seemingly. There's a lot of shots of San Francisco. Yeah. And that mansion... That he lived in was a lot, but the cast was small. I'm gonna say eighteen million. Seven million. Fuck. That's yeah. So cheap. They kept it pretty cheap. So <laughs> How apparently, did they do that? apparently they did some. They did a lot of it in. Oh, was it Australia? Those the fucking those suits though. Yeah, maybe it wasn't that hard. And I guess. <laughs> Yeah, apparently they, they filmed well, a lot. it was all like CGI or like camera tricks. Because you're meant to believe that the person is there, but they're not actually there. So you yeah. just, like the camera, you know, pans from one space directly and like lingers on a door. Because you're supposed to quote unquote see the person walk by, but they're invisible, so. Yeah, so it kept it pretty cheap and that's. A real cool thing with some of these newer people when they do these horror movies, they keep it real cheap, and they're aiming for the stars because, hey, hey, 10 million bucks? Shit, that's nothing. And then he's like, oh, sweet, made that much? Rock on. We didn't spend anything for this movie, so that's yeah. their goal in Blumhouse. They love doing that. They're Par- really Paranormal good at Activity? It. That, that was fucking five sandwiches and a hug yeah, that movie to film that no first money. movie, and it made all the money, so... Yeah, because it was what like one shitty camera, two shitty cameras. Yeah, probably two. One and that then, was one that was up in the room, and one that was being people. handheld, and they both had night vision. And yeah, it was, three people. It was Katie, Micah, and then the priest when he came in for like the three scenes. Yeah, and that was it. That's the movie. So that's cheap as fuck. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think the box office was? I'm going to go 50 million. 50? That's reasonable. Took a guess because it was really good. Like yeah. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I feel like a lot of people saw this. Even if they didn't see this because America shut down like two weeks later. Like yes. two weeks after this film came out. And that was but kind a, of the problem. with. But the... a bunch of people I'm sure did like Amazon Prime this. Like, yeah. And that built up the box office. So uh, that kind of dug into the box office a little bit because of COVID, but this movie made $143 million. Holy fuck, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it probably would have made more if there was no pandemic. It probably would have been... Holy shit. It was a fucking hit. <laughs> People went 20 to... times its budget? Yeah, this movie did amazing. Oh my god. And they're not gonna make the... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> 
But that's the problem. If the universe started with this one and not the mummy, uh, they would have been on track to make the universe. Universal, please hire me um, <laughs> as a casting director for the rest of these Universal Pictures monster movies because I will tell you all the things that horror people want to see and don't want to see in these films. Because I can tell you right now, it's not people who were hot in the 90s. Nobody gives a shit. Get those people out of here. Do young actors and actresses. Yeah. It. Jesus. It's it's when I saw the money and I was like that movie was solid and I'm like oh that's great people actually went to see this I'm very happy that this movie got its like justice. Uh, we watch a lot of movies that don't make their money but I'm like yeah. fuck if this actually. Well, we were gonna go see this in theaters. Yeah. I remember like when it came out we were like busy the first weekend and then had something. The following weekend, yeah. like, could just didn't have time, and then the third weekend, it sh- everything shut down. So we like could didn't have a chance to go fucking see it. Yeah, it's you know we watch a lot of films that just come out in festivals, and that's their thing. But if they actually came out in theaters, hopefully they would have made their money. And like I said, sometimes just word of mouth is better than making money. But sometimes, hey man, making twenty times your budget, shit, that ain't bad. So we'll see. Um, Apparently, they're working or thinking about a part two to this. I'm fine with that. I just want younger writers and directors to work on these ideas. And maybe leave Mommy to closer to the end. I don't think it was the best idea to come out with that first. I would say come out with something that doesn't necessarily have a continuing issue. Like, like Invisible Man's a good start. I would probably do, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon next or something. Or do a Frankenstein. And then get a little more, like, the big ones, like Dracula. I would wait for Dracula. I would actually have Dracula be the fucking villain of the whole thing. And then all the monsters have to fight against Dracula. That's what I would do. And then have Mummy be closer to the end. I think they went the wrong order with it. But in the Mummy movie, apparently, they shoehorn in a lot of future stuff. Because Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde pop up. And all these other things. I'm like, hey, we're getting that universe ready. You like that with Marvel, right? You know, hey, you know, fucking Iron Man popped up in this Hulk movie, right? That's cool. So it just, it's a shame. It's a shame that this movie, it's fine. As its own thing, it's great. I would love if it was connected to some crazy, just absurd world, like, a world where people have made suits that you can turn invisible is the same world where there are werewolves and there's a creature just in the water snatching people up. I would absolutely adore that. And I would love to see Elizabeth Moss come up later and she's got one of the suits and she's like, I'll help any way I can. I'm like, that's so fucking cool. It's her and Frankenstein trying to like save the day or something. That'd be so fucking cool. Well, we'll see. Because uh, Universal was very happy with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know... They better be. Jesus. What's her name? Uh, the She was in Hunger Games. She was one of the crazy dress people. Uh, Pitch Perfect, she was one of the uh, announcers. Yeah. You're talking about the girl who plays Effie. Um, yeah. Elizabeth Shue? No. No. Um, that's, that's Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Uh, apparently she is... Going to do a Universal movie. 
she's doing something, and apparently she gets to pick. I can't remember what the list was, but I think she's going to do something. They should get just younger people that have ideas, man. But we'll see. This movie did great, so I'm very happy for it. Great job. Thumbs up from everybody involved with this. This movie was fucking amazing. I mm-hmm. loved it. So, uh, you got anything else to say about Invisible Man? No, it's really fucking good. Yeah, I had a great time with it. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about invisible people, or just getting the shit punched out of you when you don't see it coming, you can tweet us at... Allentown Pod. We have an email that is... Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have our Facebook at... Allentown Presents. <laughs> so, if this is your first episode, it's a really good one to start on. Uh, a lot of good... I don't know, prestige, tradition to this one. Uh, there's tons of Invisible Man movies out there. It was a TV show. I watched the shit out of it. It was really good. His Invisible, uh, it came out of his pores. So he sweated it. When like when he needed to go invisible, he could sweat it out and it would come out of his pores. Kind of like, It looked like the effect from uh, the Secret World of Alex Mack when she went all liquidy. Oh yeah. It kind of looked like that and he would like it would just refract the light and he would do invisible stuff so he could keep his clothes on which didn't make sense. But uh it was a really cool show. I think they did like two seasons of it. It was a pretty sweet ass show. I used to watch that Invisible Man show. Uh but yeah. No, this is this is a good one. So I'm hoping they keep going. Give me a Wolfman. Give me a good Wolfman movie, please. I like werewolves. So uh yeah. So but if this is your first episode, good job. There are 140 other episodes of just us doing scary movies. Hey, and every week we get closer to October where we're going to do 31 of these bad boys. One a day. And you can listen and be like, damn, they don't have a life. I'm like, we don't. We go to work and we come home and do a scary movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's very fun. Uh, next month is going to be vampire movies. And we've picked our vampire movies. And it's a really good list. Uh, some good ones on Netflix. And some old ones that some people don't really like, but we're going to watch. And then Micah picked a stupid one, but I think it's going to be funny to watch. But I can't remember it, but it's it's bad. It's a bad one. Uh, and Emma's picking some good ones. So, uh, at least half of them will be solid, and then there'll be some poop ones. So, uh, But it's a pretty good list of vampire movies. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with another vampire movie. So, okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, and that's spooky. Mike is not here. Okay. Bye, guys. Happy birthday, Emma.